Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is uh, 1234 at Edmonton. Uh, just for uh, clarity's sake, I'm told it was the Iraqi Minister of Information that visually better uh, used your truly uh, uh, with. So. I was going to say, the other one, the, the Saddam Hussein thing, I don't think was... That was a reach. So it was, it was the Iraqi. But I, I swear there was a Jody Wilson-Raybould mashup. Was there? At some point in the last several years. I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah, well, you know, is Trudeau done with that whole situation yet? Like, what do you what do you think's going on there? Uh, I don't know. Find out from Polyev here shortly. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Cam Moon is going to join us. He's our Oilers Now. Wow, we're reaching a day. He is our Oilers Now headliner Whoa. for Wilhock Beef Jerky. We're <laughs> way off. Way off? Uh, it's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Trent Wilhock and uh, Wilhock Beef Jerky. So there you have it. You're going to laugh at this text on the Ash. All right. So we've been all over the map here. We open up with Thunderstruck. By the way. I heard that. Did you go to... To, uh, the Thunderdome back in the day? I may have been there once or twice. So they let you cross the river then and come there, is that right? Because you were a north side yeah, boy. That's right. Yeah. 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 We, we allowed you to come. Okay. I would say I infiltrated the south side, maybe. All right. Here we go. Uh, Bob, you seem to have, this texter says, you seem to have followed me around. Uh, I first met you at Colchester Arena and then at your sister Kelly's bush party on your acreage, and the many times at the Thunderdome, uh, my friend was a bouncer. Uh, there was a really good hockey player related to Ricky, M- Mickey Redmond. Well, I don't know who the player was related to Mickey Redmond. Uh, Mickey, Mickey and Dick Redmond were from Kirkland Lake, Ontario. So, and it's true, my sister had, she went, she was at Ellerslie when I was at Fultonvale, and, and she would have like these bush parties out yeah. on the acreage, and let's just say that I don't know what happened. I, yeah. I, I don't know, you know? That's right. I, I was a couple grades behind her, and, you know, it, whatever happened, happened. Those That's sort of, right. You know, that, you know where it's, I'm going with it. It's all part of the education. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, here, there you go. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Steve, the hockey prophet, says, Bob, did Brendan Shanahan, uh, he didn't give Dubas complete authority over the Maple Leafs. Did he give complete authority to Brad Trelevy? Time will tell. It's probably a uh, joint uh, partnership. By the way, Camoon's appearances on Oilers now throughout the course of the year are brought to you by Brent Ridge Ford. There you go. Do you know what Uncle? I tell you what Uncle Milt did the other night. We no. locked herself out of the house. <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. We went for a walk uh, with the dog, and I forgot to take the keys, and my truck was locked, and of course. 
you know, so I had to call Milt and get the Ford the Ford pass, and he unlocked my door so my family could get into the house. You can you can get that app. Eh? Like, there's a way to do it. I have the app, oh, but okay. I don't think I had it connected through oh, for because oh, yes. you know how there's the yeah. rotational vehicles yeah. for Brent Ridge Ford. Yeah, they're good people. Like they I call, them, I call them at like nine fifty because of course I was watching the <laughs> Memorial Cup game, and then I call them. <laughs> we went for the walk after for an hour. So. Oh, that's great. So, so yeah, there you go. Uh, there's Uncle Milk coming through for us. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Mooner, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, what's like? You watching? What are your thoughts on uh, Tree Living going to Toronto? We'll start there. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that dynamic fits. I'm sure it'll be fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made the hire. But he's been in a Canadian market before. He is. Uh, I, I don't think being in Toronto is going to be overwhelming. By the way, Brendan Escott, it was. Who did you think it was that uh, visually better hat? Did you say Raybold? Yeah, I did. No, it was Sarah Sanders. That's who it was. <laughs> Wow. I got to tell you, the way he, I mean, the, the work that he put on this with Visually Better, uh, he made Sarah look really good in that photo. Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. So there you go. Oh, oh boy. That's not good. How many times has that happened in broadcast, do you think, that I dropped the phone? That thing, radio, folks. that thing takes a beating. Hey, hey what's that button for? Oh, that is absolute gold. And uh, Bob is now trying to retrieve that phone and has it. And we're back. There, we there you are. Talking. Oh, hold on a you second. You got it now? No. How about that? I can hear you through Cam's mic. Um, <laughs> Do you need me to come into the other yeah. side of the glass? Oh, something, boy. Something's happening here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know what the board did, but it, it's not liking you anymore right now. So that's... That's kind of the the deal with that. I I don't know. um, Nope. Now you're back. You were back. Wow. That board is having some issues. And if it is, you need Brendan Escott to save the day, but it's, um, there you go. I think I'm back now. Yeah. That was bizarre. Now, is that a, is that from, that has nothing to do, don't look at me like that. I didn't do anything, man. I'm telling you right now. You didn't. I can I can vouch for that. You didn't do anything. It doesn't like you. The right? gods are smiling upon us, I think, at this exact moment. By the way, do we need to laugh at uh, ourselves a little bit more? Like, do, do people maybe take life a little bit too seriously sometimes? I get it. There's times that there's serious matters. But, you know, humor is a very subjective thing. Uh, do you have a favorite comedian along the way? We were talking a bit about somehow. So we started off by talking about Thunderstruck and Thunderdome, and that got people texting in the show about their memories of being at the Thunderdome. And then I talked about how times were a little bit different in the late 1980s, early 90s, and I, I sort of sure. compared and contrast that with, uh, you know, uh, like Sasha Barrett Cohn today. A lot of people consider him a brilliant uh, comedian, and his he's had a couple really like the Ali G thing was shtick. I remember the time that he did the interview with uh, Posh Spice, and uh, yeah, I don't find him particularly funny. You don't, you don't find no. it. Yeah, and, and Sebastian David. Maniscalco, yeah, he's. I, I think he's very funny. Yeah. I've seen him a couple of times at the comedy store in L.A. Yeah, and I thought he was brilliant. So you don't think Sasha Baron Cohen's particularly funny? 
No, I don't seek that comedy so, out. And that's fine. If you do, that's but, great. But it's just he, not my thing. So his thing is he does shtick and he gets yep. a little bit vulgar. And there's a lot of people that think the guy's a brilliant comedian. And then I, I said, you know, it's funny because Dice Clay was shtick. It was total. it was total shtick. And it was somewhat. In, but you talk about a guy that has a massive following at one time in the U.S., like the first comedian to sell out. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Twice. Yeah. Like nobody had ever done that. Of course, my brush with greatness was with the late Robin Williams in 1987 at the Desert Fashion Place Plaza. You know that story, and the guy was off the charts. He was yeah. absolutely dialed in. It was incredible stuff. What was amazing with Robin Williams was it, I, I thought he was a great comedian, but his range, when he got into uh, dramatic roles, acting, yeah. I, it was, I, I thought he was incredible. And you know we saw Bill Burr. When yeah, we, yeah. When we were in Vegas. Funny guy. You know what they do now? They take your phone and they put it in a little thing so you can't film any of the show. That's probably a good idea. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's Bill Burr. I got it's a lot of time for It's probably a good idea. Like, he's... he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. I, all right. So we, so we both enjoy a lot, and we think it, it doesn't all have to be... We're sitting here, we're about how long until the NHL draft? I mean, what are we looking at? Three weeks until the draft? Yeah, it's, yeah something it's, like that. It's like yeah. the 28th or 29th. Yeah. The Oilers are now down to a second, a sixth, and a seventh, because they traded the fifth yesterday for Jaden Grube. Uh, yeah. He played for the Red Deer Rebels. Tell our listeners, because you were in Red Deer. Did you, before you came to the Oilers, did you have much dealings with Jaden? Yeah, yeah. His entire 16-year-old year, I was still there. He's, uh, well, I heard you, you talk about him yesterday, and you had him on the show yesterday, too. Uh, so I don't know that I'm going to tell you much more than, than what you've already let people know. But he is uh, a good-sized player, right shot center, uh, more of a pass-first guy. I also watched him at the Canada Winter Games in his 15-year-old year. The Canada Winter Games were held in Red Deer, and he was part of Team Alberta. And got to see him play there against you know the top players at his age category from across our country, and and I was I was impressed with him there, but then even more so in the Western Hockey League, because of his uh, his ability to to get into the game, to get into the fight. There's there's jam there, and and to me that's incredibly important, and to not be discounted, the amount of character the young man has. Not very often do you see a WHL team put the C on the jersey of a 17-year-old, and that's right. what happened with Jaden Group. So he was, there, a, he was a captain for 17, 18, and 19. So he's been the captain the last three years. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. we got a lot of people that, hey, get the show back on the rails here. I don't want, you know, this isn't comedy now. Uh, this is Oilers now. So I have a question for guys and, 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 and gals out there listening to the show right now that are coaching. Uh are we seeing, like, I think there's a lot of kids, a lot of players that have got skill, more so, but ultimately you got to have compete. you got to have relentless drive. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. You're going to get knocked on your ass once in a while and see yep. how you bounce back. And you know who didn't understand that when he was 15 or 16? Me. And, you know, who understood that as a broadcaster? Okay, and thank in large part to Wes Montgomery, who pulled me aside and said, you know what? He goes, you got great passion for it. He goes, it's not necessarily going to happen overnight for you, and you cannot get derailed. If this is what you want to do, chase it and chase it hard. And I just look at players today, and there's certain guys like, say what you want about Matthew Kachuk. He goes to the paint, and he goes to where you need to go to score goals. He does. And that's why he's a highly productive player. And I'll never forget Chris Knobloch reaching out, Cam. And uh, the night the Oilers ended up getting the fourth pick in the lottery, saying you guys have to draft Kachuk. 
And I'm like, I don't think we're drafting Kachuk. <laughs> I just like I, I kind of already knew that I didn't think that was going to happen. But I think there's is so for people out there that are coaching kids. Do you see like there's no question there's more skill than ever before. Is the same compete and drive there, or do you think it's different? You tell me. Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Yeah, I, I. What do you think? I, I don't. I don't coach as much now as I used to, but I. I is that it's a general statement. I mean, you're, you're. Is you're, there? It, it comes down to the individual. Yeah. I, mean, the, I agree. The skill level's never been higher, and I still think the mo, the high, most highly competitive players are the ones that ultimately have success and and are able to move up the the ladder and play whatever that is at the top level of their age group or or make it to uh, to the Western Hockey League uh, I think you have to have that like and having great skill will get you a long way especially if it's exceptional but at the end of the day you really have to have a lot of jam too all right, uh, this text comes in. Bob, did you really just compare your drive to being a broadcaster to a guy making it to the NHL? Duly noted, that's how self-indulgent this show can be at times. So thank you for keeping me honest. <laughs> Again, you can text us on the Ashley. I, want, like, I, wanna, I wasn't going to say anything. You could. Go ahead. I, would, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Like, I just, like, you, you mentioned Groob, and you mentioned what he does, and I could totally see a guy like that willing his way to make it to the NHL. Yes. Did you play? You didn't play against Al May growing up as a kid, right? No, he's a little older. But than he I. did will his way to make it to the league because he, you know, was yeah. not tracking. Uh, we've had a texter ask about Frank Bannum. Oh yeah, your I former teammate. In, well, did you play? No, him? You no met, he's younger than I am. Okay, but Frank Bannum was scored like eighty goals, didn't oh, he? Unbelievably talented. Uh, part of a, a Saskatoon team that uh, that they had a top line. When uh, when Frank Bannum was there, that was just incredible. So yeah, he was a very very talented player and and put up the the big numbers in in the WHL in Saskatoon. All right, when we come back in orders now, we'll get it on the rails a little bit in terms of what Edmonton might potentially do. It's twelve forty seven in Edmonton. You're listening to Orders now. Bob Stoffer and Cam Moon with you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Guests on orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltop that orders now sent you. Roos Chris open Tuesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. until close. All season long. 
The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, by the way, today the U of A released their Sports Wall of Fame uh, for individuals. And uh, and Trent Brown and Ben Thompson uh, were not amongst them. Uh, and in my opinion, over the last 40 years, perhaps the most impactful Golden Bear football and hockey players out there. Uh, they have this thing where you have to graduate from the school. The coaches don't have to. Coaches don't have to, but the student-athletes do. So you can go on and get a law degree from another Canadian institution like Trent did, and you don't get considered uh, for the Wall of Fame because you didn't do your undergraduate, finish your undergraduate degree there. So you can play, so imagine that, you can play four years for a team and not be up in the Wall of Fame, and somebody that's played two or three, assuming they graduated that school can. And you know what? Most people out there don't care. I kind (laughs) of do care. I kind of do care a little bit about it. To me, it's... How about, you know, you recognize the people that had the most impact and had, you know, at one time the guy was the offensive and defensive player of the week in CIAU football in the same week. He was like the Deion Sanders of, because uh, he was a great kick yeah. returner as well, right? And then ended up playing one in like multiple great cups in the CFL. And Ben Thompson in the lockout year scored the game tying and game winning goal in the national championship a year after being rookie of the year and made it to the American Hockey League at U of A. Like, you might want to have like won two national championships in three years. You might want to have that guy on your wall of fame. He was a good player. He was good in the WHL. He was good with the good with the Bears. All right, uh, let's get uh, to some Edmonton Oilers talk. Uh, what do you think? When do uh, oh, I do? Want, I got to read this text because okay. I, I asked the listeners. Hockey has become soft, Bob. Uh, newer players come from families who can afford the outrageous prices of being hockey players. Back. Uh, uh, Back in the day, players from tougher environments were able to play, not so much anymore. So I mean, it is more costly to play. Oh, it's, yeah. off, it's off the charts. With it's all off the, the charts. It's not even... Especially like at high level. Yeah, yeah. What are you we talking, I mean? Twenty five to $30,000 a year, some of these uh, programs? Somewhere around that for uh, yeah. academy. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, let's start a conversation. When would a Stuart Skinner get back on the ice? Do you think he's already back? Hmm, maybe. Eliminated three weeks ago? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Definitely off-ice workouts, I would think. Yeah. Be getting onto the ice, certainly all of July and August. Where are you at? You played the position yourself in the Western League camp. Where are you at? I mean, we know what the combination. It's going to be a combination of Campbell and uh, Skinner. Yes. I think it's wide open at the start of next year. I know. Oh, I know. yeah. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. And the preseason camp will be a part of that. Preseason will be a part of that. Whoever plays better in the preseason is probably getting the first start at the start of the year. And then, and then it goes on your own merit from there. Calvin Pickard's under contract for another year in the minors. Uh, they've got Fanti under contract for another year. Rodriguez in RFA. He'll get qualified. They're, they're going to end up with the same five organizational goaltenders. Of course, you can always trade for a goalie during the season. Could you see the LA Kings in on Connor Hellebuck? Yes. I know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. They're going to have yeah. cap space, yes. too. It concerns me a bit. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to see Connor Hellebuck in the Pacific Division. No? No, I don't think so. Because yeah. he's wants a pretty that. good He's a pretty good goalie. Who's got the better goaltending going into the Stanley Cup final? Oh. I want to instantly say. It's uh, it's Bobrovsky because of the way he's played and his numbers have been yeah. amazing, and because Aiden Hill is up until this point in and by this point I mean the playoffs, Aiden Hill has just been an up and down guy, but 
he's he's found something. So I, I would say Florida has the edge, but it's not as big as you think. At home, Bouchard, Bouchard on a bridge. Uh, Nurse and CC uh, Kulak, who was very good in the playoffs, along with DeHarnay. I have Broberg in the minors to the start start of the year, and then they have a veteran number seven defenseman here uh, up with the team, and that allows Broberg to. Would you have Broberg here, or would you have him down in Bakersfield to start the year? Depends what he does in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. If he earns it, if he plays well enough in the preseason, then, then has he, he would played stay. enough hockey for you in the last couple? Well, of years? you'd like to see more, yeah. but I would be at least open. I wouldn't have it already in. I wouldn't have a preconceived notion until I see what he does in in the preseason. If he plays well enough, you got to give him that chance. Yeah. I think the, one of the challenges Edmonton has is limited cap space. Uh, they got to get McLeod and Bouchard signed. They're pending RFA's. Yeah. Costin sign. Costin would actually have a relatively compelling uh, case in terms of based on the combination of the, the goals he scored, the minutes he played, though he did not play a lot of minutes come playoff time. Uh, I think he is a fan favorite because he's. It's pretty simple. A guy that steps up and fights for his teammates. The only the only Oiler player that I can recall that stepped up and fought for his teammates and the fan and wasn't beloved. And I don't think necessarily. I think the smart fans got it. I had some of it, frankly, might have been a little bit media-driven. Who's that? Dustin Penner. Oh, Dustin Penner yeah. fought like three or four times a year for his teammates, took care of business, and to this day, people don't appreciate that the guy scored 90 goals in under four seasons and got Edmonton a first-round draft choice and Colton Tubert back, and that first-round draft choice turned out to be Oscar Kleffman. Like, Dustin Penner was a relative for the price point. Maybe yeah. not the first two years, but the third year he got the 32 goals, and then he got traded to the Kings for you know a first in Tubert, and the Oilers didn't develop Tubert. Tubert went the, the wrong way, and development's an important key in organizations having sustainability. Um, you know, but there was a guy that actually stepped up and fought three or four times a year for his teammates, and it's funny because now it's there's way fewer fights. So when guys do it, you appreciate that much more. Yeah, you really notice it uh, for sure. And Costin has arbitration rights. Is that correct? Going into yes. this RFA. So yeah, and and because he had as good a year as he did, you'd probably want to avoid that arbitration from a team's point of view. Would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, this text comes in. Hey Bob, I've coached a lot of years uh, in higher levels of hockey. Players need, says the texter, compete. That's number one, hockey IQ number two, skill number three, in that order. Uh, well, if you have compete in hockey IQ, often you can find a way. I think yeah. you can agree on that. <laughs> Agreed. I, I can tell you what how what Trailerman sees is, I, I don't know if he'd disagree with you on that in terms of compete in hockey IQ and skill. I think he might have it. Uh, the Flames placed a lot of emphasis on drafting competitive players, and people say, well, they haven't hit the home run. with." They traded a lot of picks. Like, you look at what they did to you know, build up their defense. You know, it's interesting. It's inter- I, I just think back to that Florida trade. I wonder if we'll look at it like people should remember Calgary finished ahead of Florida this year. We've, we're on yeah. the Oilers about improving their team defense. Florida had worse team defense than Edmonton overall in the season. And the Oilers, after they got Eckholm, were ninth in the league in goals against. Exactly. So, number one in the league in the final 40 games goals for. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see how Florida deals with the the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> we'll talk you know about I mean? that when we come back. Uh, we're going to bring aboard. Uh, uh, we're going to bring aboard Jack Michaels along with Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, uh, Camoons here. I'm Bob Stoffer. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.